fellow good people. And welcome to Perk Up Your Morning Podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Chris. And we're two engineers, husband. And wife. On a quest to spread positivity near and far. While every piece of news or story is important, we want to help break this cycle of only hearing about the drama, negativity, and unfavorable things, and help you to feel more positive about the happenings of the world. Grab your coffee or other beverage of your choice and perk up your morning with us to hear good, do good, and spread good. Hello, good people. How's it going? Today's a little bit of a different kind of day for us. We're trying a one-take today for our podcast. Le Gasp Part 3. <laughs> so just bear in mind that this may be a little bit longer than our usual podcast, but hopefully the format will be a little less choppy. Or it'll be our shortest podcast to date. Who actually knows? <laughs> we'll know before you do. <laughs> True. <laughs> Well, we hope you've had a very happy and safe and fun holiday season. The month of November or the months of November, December are just full of craziness for everybody, regardless of what you celebrate. So we hope you had a good one and that you have a very happy new year. You can go ahead. What did you have to say? Well, I just wanted to say thank you for everybody. We're going into our second year of the podcast, which is exciting. That is actually really crazy to say. We've gone and taken what was just a dream in the back of my mind that I wanted to do sometimes, and now we've done it for wrapping into a second year, which is exciting. You act like it was just your dream. It was my... I remember this very well. No, no, no. I'm saying it wasn't just your dream to start a podcast. I also wanted to do it, too. Oh, well, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Try to take all the credit here. Well, I just meant the specific content of a podcast. No, I I got it. I was regaling you with my great idea, and you were like, let's do it. There was a great idea there? It was my my second great idea. (laughs) Right after marrying you. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway... What are you drinking today? So I am drinking spicy hot chocolate. You want to elaborate what the spices? Well, there's all sorts of spices, but in this case, whenever I say spicy anything, I'm referring to alcohol. But there's also peppermint in there. Peppermint is not a spice. It is in this case. <laughs> it is a spice. It is thoroughly liquefied and it is making it spicy. No, it's not. <laughs> what are you drinking today? <laughs> Well, I'm boring, and I just have water. Wah, wah. Could have gone with tea. I could have if I really was trying, but I wasn't today. And that's okay. Oh, well, it is the beverage of your choice. It is. So, in the time that we've been gone, any exciting things happen for you? Yeah, so we actually took a trip to see our families for the holidays, which was a lot of fun. It was good to see them. We only see them a few times a year. So that was nice, getting to catch up for the holiday season. And then, you know, I'll say this is probably pretty typical for people who are starting off the new year. But today, on January 1st, 2023, it was actually a very productive day. And we were having this conversation earlier where... Less of a conversation, more just of like passing comments, but you and I were both very productive today, and it kind of just started off the year on the right foot, at least in a small, meaningful way. 
and it's only downhill from here. <laughs> Set the expectations high and then just let me down after that. Well, as I was saying to Natalie, we got to see our families, which was super exciting, but we're both somewhat introverted, so it's a little taxing on our social batteries. But then having the additional days off afterwards and not having the stress of work that we normally have, it, I mean, at least for me, I felt like it gave me the motivation to try to start working towards my New Year's goals and make a more productive and better year than last year. That's good. But yeah, it, we needed a vacation from our vacation. Uh, we often do. <laughs> we do. And then as for me, first off, shenanigans. You stole my first good thing. How is that shenanigans? We my, both experienced it together. I have a list of three things, and the first one is seeing family. Wow, I'm sorry. I picked the obvious choice then. I know. Luckily, I came up with backup plans. Alright, what's your backup plan? So, my first, second good thing. <laughs> so, during our visit of seeing family, for the first time ever, our dog hopped up into my lap and he was sitting fully up in my lap, cuddling with me. That was adorable. And it was super adorable, and oh, I just love it. <laughs> and it happened three times. It did, which I am highly jealous of. Not just once, not just twice, but thrice. It means he really loves you. Of course he loves me. <laughs> Who couldn't love me? Well, now people obviously know it. And then, extra shenanigans. <laughs> you stole my third thing, which was being productive. <laughs> you know, it's almost like we're married and we do a lot of things together. I'm sorry. It's almost like we've spent the past almost two weeks together. Oh, I thought you were going to go with almost a full 12 years together, which is also true. I mean, yes, there's that too, but more just the past two weeks, and it's thinned out our number of eventful things. That's fair. Sorry I stole your thunder. It's okay. <laughs> it was your thunder instead. All the better. <laughs> uh, Alright, you ready to jump into this one? Let's do it. Okay. So, I'm going to go first today. And we're going to start off with something that I had never actually heard before, but I thought it was really cool. And I hope everybody agrees with it. So for those of you who aren't in the medical space, you probably have never heard of this either. But there's something called CRISPR, which no, I'm not talking about the texture of bacon. I'm talking about clustered regularly interspaced palindromic repeats. Bear with me on that. And you may have also heard of it being called CAS9, which stands for CRISPR Associated Protein 9. So CRISPR news has been popping up all over the place the past several years. You may or may not have heard of it. And it isn't new within the medical research community, but its uses are getting more effective. So CRISPR slash CAS9 was originally found in bacteria. And the bacteria had been using CRISPR slash CAS9 to dissect the DNA of invading bacterial species for the purpose of immune defense. We have since modified the strategy of CRISPR slash Cas9 to alter any letter of our DNA code, such as for genetically modified crops, selectively breeding livestock, or deleting a disease-causing issue in a person's DNA. So Cas9 actually does the work in the process as it quote-unquote snips the DNA, and the CRISPR portion 
is used for directing the Cas19 proteins to where to actually make the SNP in the code, and it needs to be specific. Once the DNA strand is cut, it will then try to repair itself, but a new gene that the medical team wants to be there needs to be inserted first, and then the strand is repaired at both ends when the gene is present. So that's the basic gist of the CRISPR slash Cas9 process, and if you'd like to read more about it, there are links in the description of today's podcast. Now, what have we been doing with CRISPR slash Cas9 that's so revolutionary to help those in need? There have been many notable examples, including making the process more efficient and better at finding the right place in the DNA strand to cut and insert the new gene. An area that seems to be of importance for this process is regarding cancer patients, though. There was a story published in November of 2020 regarding the use of CRISPR slash Cas9 to report that an Israeli lab was able to permanently delete cancerous cells, which was tested in mice with metastatic tumors, showing to double the life expectancy and improve the overall survival rate by 30% after just a single treatment. However, obviously, this was just a laboratory setting and not in a real human patient. The process was still being developed for use in humans, since it needs to be effective at finding just the right place in the strand to SNP and eliminating the genetic issue. In the laboratory setting, the DNA of the cancer cells was cut using mRNA messengers, which neutralized the cells and inhibited them from replicating further. What's truly amazing is that just two years later, we are hearing groundbreaking news that CRISPR slash Cas9 has been used to help a 13-year-old girl with aggressive leukemia. So if you haven't heard of it, leukemia is a bone marrow cancer and has been known to attack young children and teens especially and can be very fatal. Typically, the treatment would involve killing all of the bone marrow cells in the body and getting a transplant to replace them. This story in particular is about Alyssa, a United Kingdom-based teen, and she had been given another treatment option besides killing all the bone marrow and replacing it. The team had actually genetically modified cells that were designed to attack the cancerous cells using the CRISPR-Cas9 method. This ended up working out for her, and she has no detectable sign of cancer at this time. So this will need to be monitored and confirmed, of course, but it's really a great step forward in the progress for this method. I'm super excited to see what else we can do with CRISPR-Cas9 and how it could potentially help other cancer patients or others with life-altering diseases. So what did you think of that? So that's crazy impressive. Like, so this story just makes me think. Like, I loved watching sci-fi growing up, and this is like a concept that would often be science science fiction, where it'd be like, "Oh, hey, we're altering DNA strands to genetically modify stuff to help cure diseases and remove hereditary diseases and whatnot." And, it's super awesome and fascinating, and I really hope that the trial in the UK pans out over a long period of time and it can be used to help other people. I do too, and I, I do think this could be considered as controversial because I think people could consider this as playing God and you know making people live longer than what they're supposed to. But in all honesty, I think anything that we can do to help combat these diseases that we're seeing in more prevalence in our communities, like cancer, which is literally everywhere and affecting so many people, that I don't see why not, right? We have the technology, we've been able to harness the power of this method, or at least 
in its preliminary stages. So in my opinion, I think it's great and we should be using it. No, I couldn't agree more. And like, there's a fine line between people worrying that we're playing God and then us having the technology and the capability proven out to be able to help people and save people's lives, which, you know, every life has an infinite amount of value. So if we can do something to save it that doesn't hurt anybody, I think that we should. Yeah, exactly. All right, on to your first story. Excellent. We will take a quick break as I show a video to my wife to help make this make more sense. And you can follow along with the description in the link. So we are now back from our quick intermission. I had to show my wife the video to make it make sense to her as I tell her the story. It is a great video. So, the video that we watched is called Old Driveway, which is a parody of Old Town Road. And a principal at an elementary school decided to make the parody, and he had actually made it a year in advance, so that when a snow day came up, he could send it out as the message to all the parents and kids to let them know that, hey, we're having a snow day. So the principal of the school has been working there for, uh, it's an elementary school, and he's been working there for 12 years. Uh, he loves to do silly antics like this for kids, although he only does one big project a year, so making a video like this would be considered his one big project. But he does do several smaller things throughout the year to help bring smiles to kids' face to kids' faces, and cheer them up. So I just wanted to share that. You know, I think there's a certain type of person that is the principal of an elementary school, and I think that video is an epitome of it. <laughs> like, I I can't imagine any other type of person being the principal of an elementary school teacher because. It's just fun, right? Like, you have to be a kid at heart. Or, I guess you don't have to be, but it helps if you're a kid at heart when you actually direct kids. So, go watch the video is all I can say. It's just funny. For those of you who don't know the song, look up the song, Old Town Road. It used to be pretty popular, what, like, three, four years ago? Something like that. Something like that. But yeah, it's a parody off of Old Town Road, and it's great. Now, just a fair warning to all of it, it is a little bit corny, the guy is not a musical master or anything, but just take it for what it's worth and enjoy it. <laughs> you gotta enjoy things like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, do you want to share your next story? Yeah, you ready for my long one again? Well, long ones for you, short ones for me. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that's, you know, my ammo at this point. Okay, so... On to a more serious topic again. So I found that there's some good documentation on affordable housing projects, which I didn't actually know was a thing until I started looking into it. And you've probably heard about a housing organization called Habitat for Humanity, right? And, and it's a very popular organization that works to provide low-cost housing to those in need, and they also solicit local volunteers to help build up those houses. But as we look to provide more affordable housing options to those who need it, design spaces outside the work that Habitat for Humanity is performing is being considered. There's an organization called the Institute of Global Homelessness, or IGH, that was founded in 2014, 
and they've been working to provide a partnership of opportunity between the United States and the United Kingdom with a focus of a worldwide end to homelessness. IJH is just one example of housing organizations that are working tirelessly to get people off the streets and have the security of a, of a roof over their heads and an affordable price to them. IGH, quote, believes that an innovative mix of program interventions, well-coordinated local systems, and effective policies can be scaled, connected, and accelerated internationally to reduce and end homelessness on the world stage, end quote. So with that being said, they've been looking into a bunch of different case studies and some of the innovative options to consider for affordable housing don't just exist in the United States, and some have to get creative to fit these options within their available real estate. So some of the case studies that they looked into, were Singapore, for example, is a leader in the spirit of, quote, social housing, where about 80% of its residents live in publicly governed and developed housing, which includes mixed-income communities with a prioritization on kampong, or social cohesion. There's also an initiative to help provide subsidized housing for lower-income families, which is great. And then another example that they cited is in Brussels, Belgium, and this is really cool. They've created a community called Savon... Wow, I'm not going to get this name right away. Savonary Hemans? I probably just really butchered that, but go check it out. (laughs) There's a link to that in the description. And... It's a project where they've transformed an old soap factory into a community with 42 housing units. They've created a village-like atmosphere with shared indoor and outdoor spaces that includes a game library, a mini forest garden, a playground, and a 3D landscaped park. These are subsidized apartments that have a diverse community that live in them, and they were designed to be more energy efficient, so that's like using solar panels and using rainwater harvesting for bathrooms and gardens. I think this is really great that there's different styles that IGH can lean on to suggest to other communities around the world. And you can learn more about some of these other housing projects using the links in the description of today's podcast. And it's really great to see these ideas that other countries are using to help reduce the problem of homelessness. What do you think? So this reminds me of a uh, documentary that we had watched a few years back about homelessness. And yeah, I, re- I remember that one. Yeah, it was a heavy-handed one to watch. But one of the big takeaways from it, when you think about homeless people, is you have a hierarchy of needs, and in there is a need for stable shelter. And it's more than just, like, having a tent. Because if you have a tent, somebody can still break into there, so you can be struggling and working hard to save up money to get yourself off the street and into some sort of living and then somebody breaks into your tent steals your hard work and it's absolutely devastating yeah and i think we've talked about that before on this podcast because this isn't the first time we've talked about the homelessness problem and providing affordable housing so i think that's definitely a big thing where providing housing for someone is the first major step to helping them get back on their feet Right, and what I really like about this article is it brings up that there's different ways to do it. It's not just a house. Sometimes it's, you know, you need to make a village, and it reminds me of the uh, saying, like, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, you know, it takes a a village of people to sometimes dig yourself out of a problem, and I really like that it has, you know, that community where you're sharing and socializing with people and building back all the norms that you might have lost 
after being homeless for an extended period of time. Yeah, and hopefully they can all lean on each other and say, hey, I'm going to lift you up as much as you can lift me up and hopefully get themselves into better places that way. I certainly hope so. Alright, you ready for the final story? Excellent. The final story. A short story at that. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So, imagine Christmas Day. For those of you who celebrate Christmas, very special day. 4.50 in the morning, you get a text message from your boss. You gotta come into work. Boo. Yeah, boo. <laughs> Real Grinch of the story right here. Work in the service industry, working in a diner, so you're in 5.30, serving customers. First customer of the day comes in, comes out like normal. Second customer of the day comes in. You're trying your best to stay positive because it's Christmas. You're trying to spread the love and joy. Have a nice casual conversation, nice back and forth banter. Ho-bam, ho-blam. You get to the closeout, bill's paid, you get your tip, and then you see, ho-bam, your tip's $1,000. Wow. So, <clears throat> Michael Johnson, who is the president and CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of Dane County, has a mission that every Christmas he goes out to restaurants and diners that are open and uh, through donations and fundraising done prior to Christmas Day, gives out very large tips to the wait staff that has to work Christmas. And, you know, there's a little bit of a vetting process. A lot of friendly back and forth banter, get to figure out people's lives' stories. So for the specific example, and you can read about it uh, in the article linked below, the gist of it was, like, the person was super happy and cheerful, and you're getting towards the end of the month, it's the 25th of December, and the lady had to come in and work because she was struggling to figure out how she was going to pay rent. And then with Michael's donation of $1,000, like, rent's taken care of for that month, she doesn't need to worry about it, she can get presents for people, so... And part of his comment to that was, before she even knew that he was going to do it, she was very happy and pleasant with her and or with him and it was just a really good experience and she could have been you know absolutely miserable to have to work on christmas but she made the most of it so that's the story what do you think that's awesome i mean you've shown this from time to time where and i'm sorry if i'm putting you on the spot but <laughs> You've gone, like, specifically to restaurants and given larger tips. Not $1,000, but larger tips. And I've always thought it was really admirable because most people usually do the standard 15 20%, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, I think it really makes someone's day to receive that bump in the extra pay that they weren't expecting. And especially for those who you know, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately because they need the pay, but have to work during the holiday season and it just brightens their day and can help them pay for the things they need to. I just think people like that are awesome. Oh, I'm glad that you think that I'm awesome. You didn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, on the same vein, like, whenever we go out to restaurants, even though some restaurants offer, like, veterans discounts, I hate asking for it. But if I ever have a, a waiter or a waitress that is just doing phenomenal service, when they hand the check out to me, 
I'll point out that I'm a veteran so that I can get the discount, and then when they come back, I'll take what the original bill was, and I'll give the tip for that bill plus whatever was discounted as a lump sum for the person. So I almost only ever ask for like a veteran's discount for meals when I'm planning on tipping somebody just really graciously. Most people don't do that. Yay. We've come to the end of our one-shot recording. Woohoo! Just technically two shots because I required an intermission. <laughs> That's okay. I, I think it's warranted for today, at the very least. All right. You ready to wrap this up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed our first one take of Perk Up Your Morning. Let us know what you think, because this is definitely a little bit different for us, and we'd like to know if you enjoyed it. So shoot us a line. The Gmail is in the description of today's podcast, and we hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great day. Happy 2023. Those were our feel-good stories for the day, and we hope that we've been able to perk up your morning or day for the better. If you'd like to hear more about any of those stories, check out our links in the description box. We'll see you next time, and we hope that you hear good, do good, and spread good. Bye! Bye.